The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there. Yes, it is a weekend full of mixed martial arts action. We got Bellator going down in a matter of moments, less than an hour. Invicta coming up tonight, their return. But tomorrow the UFC is back at the Apex with a fantastic Bantamweight main event between Rob Font and Cody Garbrandt. Some some very important fights coming up tomorrow at the Apex. We welcome you to the UFC Vegas 27 live preview show here on MMAfighting.com. I am Mike Heck, being joined by the Prince of Positivity after uh, his hard-fought appearance on Between the Links. A lot of people thought AK won. Yeah, let's be honest. A lot of people thought that he got the hose job yet again. But he is here preview this event tomorrow ak how are you my friend oh hello everyone sorry guys i'm having some crazy audio problems so i actually didn't hear anything that mike just said there but uh, i assume it was all complimentary towards me and uh towards this uh towards saturday's show and towards everyone else in mma fighting and all of you listeners so uh i'm just gonna go thumbs up while i work on these audio problems this is this is great Jose couldn't make it. He's having problems. AK can't hear what anybody's saying. I don't know how we're going to preview a card when AK can't hear what anybody's saying, but uh, we will we will soldier on as usual. On the ones and twos, Casey Lydon joins us, the baddest stash in MMA media. How are you, my friend? Okay, who who are these people that said AK won? So we have AK could have said that. That's one person. AK's mom. That's two mm-hmm. people. So okay, we got two. Correct. Two, two people thought AK won. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yep. Okay. Technically, yeah. That uh, is uh, you can also. I mean, look. I'm not. I'm not saying the comments are everything. And maybe I was only noticing the ones in support Ooh. of me. Look, I looked at the comments. I'm just saying. 
Uh, I saw a lot of AKs. I saw a lot of letter A's. I saw a lot of letter K's. That's all. That's it. But you know, it, it's it's not it's that's not important. Your your verdict is is what matters. There was a lot of A's and a lot of K's. Okay. It's okay. Okay, you are very popular in the comments. I just gotta say. I mean, oh my God, Chinmaya Panda, thank you so much. Thank you, Antoine Willis. <laughs> Casey, we can't. Thank you, everyone. It's not my birthday. It's never my birthday. But thank you, wherever you are. Stop it. I know, I, it, Ricky. Ricky, it just sneaks up on you. It's amazing. It just sneaks up on you. <laughs> AK is 430 years old <laughs> Even when my audio goes out At least I could read those messages So there we go Yes, very very kind folk Wishing AK a happy birthday But so uh, it's a big night for the Bantamweight division tomorrow It's a, a big couple of months for the Bantamweight division But it kicks off with Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt The main event And I talked about this on Between the Links yesterday I feel like this fight is flying way under the radar Despite being a main event for a UFC card. I mean, this one should have been promoted a lot more. You got Rob Font looking to get closer to a title fight. You got Cody Garbrandt looking to stay on the track of victory after getting off the schneid against Rafael Asunso. This is a very big fight at 135 pounds. We don't know what's happening with Aljamain Sterling. We don't know when that rematch is going to happen with Piotr Jan. There are reports out there that TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen is rebooked for July 24th. I can tell you from what I have heard, that is not 100% done just yet. Penn has not gone to paper on both ends of that fight, but we can assume that that's the target at this point. So, AK, your thoughts on this main event, the promotion of it, and just your overall thoughts of it altogether, just from a stylistic perspective. Yeah, look, I don't know if it's if it's us. Uh, maybe we haven't been on top of the coverage or not, but it does feel like what should be one of the big dominoes to fall uh, in this division. And again, we keep talking about how hot this division is, and, and and you know how just we'd like to see it keep moving, which is a little difficult. You know, with uh, Alzheimer Sterling, of course, taking just a bit of time off to recover from uh, from an injury, uh, and uh, Piotr Young waiting for his what we assume will be uh, an immediate rematch. We don't know yet, uh, but yeah, and then what? And then any number of guys could line up in that number one contender spot. It was, again, we assumed it was to be Sanhagen uh, and Dillashaw, but like you said, that's that we know that got postponed and hopefully is about to re be rebooked soon officially, but we'll see. Uh, we're still waiting here back on that. Then, uh, as Fon Grant on Saturday, uh, should anyone else be unavailable? I don't think anyone would complain if, uh, if Font or Garbrandt gets knocked out first round, second round, gets on that mic, calls for the title shot, goes through all the motions. You could see one of these could be the next challenger. Again, it should, it should be the Sagan uh, Dillashaw winner, and it should be, I think, Piotr Jan, of course, getting a rematch first. But that line is not is not set in stone. That line can absolutely be jumped. Font and Garbrandt have the opportunity. Uh, I, maybe the UFC doesn't see it the same way. You know, they've had kind of some weird plans for Garbrandt. They, they love him, obviously. They're huge fans of him. Always putting him in main events, uh, big fights. Uh, and but again, there's also like he was supposed to fight for the flyweight title with Figueredo, and that just didn't happen because he got injured. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if they see him, um, if they're necessarily saying like, well, Cody's guaranteed with a big finish uh, to be next line, or if they still think he could be go down to 125. So it's, it's kind of murky with him. But I hope I hope all that stuff I mentioned doesn't get lost uh, in all in all that. This doesn't get lost. That Rob Font is finally getting himself this big top five opponent. I mean, he's in the top five himself now. So he deserves it. And he's finding himself with this, I mean, this big name opponent, Cody Garbrandt, former champion. And yeah, if he gets a win, I said knockout, but it could be, again, dominant, exciting three-round decision. He's he's in line. I don't I don't know. I think he has the longest way to jump 
from all the other guys I mentioned, but there's a chance. There's a chance. And so there's big, big stakes in Saturday's main event. Oh, look who's, who, look who's joining oh, yay. us. I mean, there we a go. A surprising <laughs> turn of events. Hi, Jose. My road technical it's, difficulties have, my road technical difficulties have made it to my home. So nothing new on this end. Unbelievable, man. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we were talking about Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt, this main event, which is being completely undervalued, in my opinion. I think it's a tremendous fight. They're, it's a very important fight at 135 pounds. So I'm curious what you think the stakes are in this fight. Are, are we talking potential title shot for the winner of this fight, or are we just seeing two guys – one with a probably a bigger name than the other. One surging up the ladder, looking to get a second big win, and they're just kind of fighting to keep the place they have in this division right now. Well, activity is the most, is the name of the game in terms of the UFC. I mean, I know the division is kind of held up right now, but we've been saying that for a long time. With well, like, look at the top five at welterweight. None of them have fought each other, and that was the big knock on that division. It felt like the champion was the only one fighting these guys, and everyone else was kind of uh, trying to trying to climb the ladder without fighting. Uh, so this matchup is honestly. It's kind of refreshing. Uh, Cody Garbrandt's been tied to a lot of super fights. Obviously, he was supposed to fight Davidson Figueredo, but then he, 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 that didn't work out at Flyaway, and then he went up to 135, and he fought uh, Rafael Sunsau, if I remember correctly, and got that one, one of the most violent knockouts of last year. And then him fighting Rob Font, it's a refreshing change of pace in this world where a lot of these matchups are made with uh, you know the trash talking or which one will get the most money so uh, with the division kind of at a stagnant with the title kind of obviously being held up with Aljamain recovering the fact that two contenders are being active I think is a fantastic thing uh, featherweight right now you could say the same thing as long as that divi- the, the title is held up and the featherweights keep fighting uh, they can make a name of themselves so activity is the name of the game and uh, this is I wouldn't complain if someone got a title fight, but obviously with you still have to have uh, Dillashaw and Sanhagen throw down and then Jan has to get the fight. So this is just to keep their name right in that top three mix. And it, I, I love everything about this fight. Casey, has this become like a middle, uh, like a mini tournament at 135? Because uh, like we said earlier, we don't know when the hell Sterling's coming back. We don't know when that rematch with Jan's happening. And when these fights were starting to get put together, we assumed that the winner of Sanhagen versus Dillashaw, that would be the next guy in line. But again, we have no idea when this title fight's going to happen. So has this become less of a number one contender fight for, for either way? Or is this more of like a mini tournament? Whoever comes out of it, two winners fight. Whoever comes out of that will fight the winner when the Bantamweight title fight actually goes down, whenever that is. I don't think it's a mini tournament. Um, it should, it, it kind of should be, but I really don't think it is. I think, uh, unfortunately for Mr. Font, um, of all the, the four contestants, uh, Dillashaw, Sanhagen, Garbrandt, and Font, I think unless unless Font like totally destroys Garbrandt you know, in one round, and even then, I don't think he'll get a title shot off it, honestly. Because um, I think what will we'll, the card be? Oh, well, Garbrandt, you know, he's coming off COVID, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, no, I just I don't think it's a tournament. I think uh, I think really this is just, this is a setup fight for the UFC for uh, Garbrandt to basically um, be a kind of a third, uh, a second, well, a second option uh, to the Dillashaw Sanhagen winner. Um, I just think that's how the UFC is going to work it. But the fight itself rules. I mean, I know you mentioned earlier kind of where's the hype behind this. And I feel personally uh, there's – 
I feel we kind of got, as fans, we kind of got a little heartbroken that we lost Dillashaw. Sanhagen, was that two weeks ago, one week ago, or something like that? And we have another big 135 fight coming, and I just feel like... Until like 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 Jose always says, until they walk into the cage and actually they say fight, I don't think we can really get excited for it yet because we've just we ju- we've just been so um, bummed out by all these main events falling out the last second. So for me, like I, I'm just like I know they weighed in. I, I want I want them to rehydrate and maybe 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 about three or four hours before the fight, then I'll start getting excited for it. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I had people like DMing me. Like I posted something on Twitter and then I had people DMing me like responses to it. And a lot of people actually feel the opposite case. They feel like mm-hmm. they're using Garbrandt as like the stepping stone for Font to like get him over right now because he's an exciting fighter, but he's kind of the he's one of the silence behind the violence kind of guys. Like he doesn't do a lot of talking. He's not the most charismatic individual on earth. He's a great fighter. He's part of a great team and they bring a lot of respect to the table, but he's not like you know, he's, he's not the guy they're going to get a whole bunch of sound bites from. He just goes in there and takes care of business and fights. So I really love this fight. I, th- I think it's really good. I don't think the winner is going to get a title shot no matter who wins this one. Uh, but it definitely puts him in a good position. Let's just say like, let's just say like July 24th doesn't happen and either Sandhagen or Dillashaw can't make it. One of those guys comes out real quick and gets a quick win. They get slotted into that spot and maybe get into a title fight in that sense. But it puts him in definitely in a good spot. So uh, before we start talking about the co-main event, because the stakes are even higher in that fight, let's uh, let's go to the picks and then we'll go to the peeps in a little while. So, Jose, your thoughts? Who gets their hand raised tomorrow, Rob Font or oh, Cody Garbrandt? I can't pick Cody Garbrandt fights because I don't think we know what Cody Garbrandt is going to show up until the first punch lands. Because for all we know, we get the same Cody that fought Pedro Munoz and TJ Dillashaw and just sees red and goes guns blazing and then gets starched by Rob Font. All of a sudden, Rob Font is the number two ranked bantamweight in the world. So this is so difficult to pick because then obviously Cody decapitated a human being on national television uh and when he knocked out Rafael Asunso and that seems like the new and improved Cody Garbrandt so I have absolutely no idea who to pick uh, I think Rob Font is fantastic I think he's uh he carries the New England flag well and I have a feeling a few of these people on this preview show are going to pick Rob Font so I'm just going to be uh devil's bi- like devil's advocate and just pick Cody Garbrandt and I'm just because Rob Font who's, who's he lost to he's lost to Asunso he's lost to Munoz and who did he lose to Lineker. Lineker was it Lineker in Brazil? If I remember yeah, correctly, that, I mean, yep. that, that's almost four and a half years ago. So yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like yeah, but he did right, and he, and he he's strung together a couple wins, and then it always feels like I I said the same thing going to the Marlon Moraes fight. I feel like he strings together a couple good wins, and then he can't get over that quite that that top five hump, and he did that against Marlon Moraes. Marlon Moraes is coming off some pretty violent stoppage losses uh, heading into that fight, and I think we all agree probably shouldn't have taken that quick of a turnaround after losing to Sandhagen. So I'm just going to pick Cody Garbrandt based off of history. I think he's fantastic. He might just be the second-best bantamweight in the world behind TJ Dillashaw, but it, this is every definition of a 50-50 fight for me. Casey, your thoughts? I'm going into this fight with the big assumption that we're getting the best Cody Garbrandt. And, and so I'll just lay that out there. <laughs> but uh, I feel if we get the best Rob Font versus the best Cody Garbrandt, I am picking Cody Garbrandt. I do th- believe he's he's faster. Um, he's got more finishing power. And judging by his ascensile performance, which is more uh, just a, a, a calm, violent Cody rather than a crazy red 
firing fire, Cody. Um, I do think uh, Cody Garbrandt should win this fight and an exciting, it will be a super exciting one round um, back and forth fight, but uh, I believe Cody will finish it. AK. Mike, when your brand is positivity as mine is, you have to assume the best. Uh, so as, as both guys kind of touched upon already, the best version of Cody can beat anyone at 135 is, is, is just like, again, is, is a champion. We know the best version of Cody is a champion. I've been very bad about getting off of uh, trains before they derail. I'm usually the last guy off a train. Uh, it's probably already derailed. It's in the mud and the wheels are spinning. I'm still on it. And uh, that's the case here. I'm still sticking with this Garbrandt thing. Um, he's, he's what he what is he like 27, 27 years old. Like it's, it's, it's so crazy. Like how much he's already done his career and how we're almost taught. We almost, some people talk about him almost like oh, he's 29, excuse me, still very young. We still talk about him almost as if like he's in the second, like the latter stage of his career, which like, he could still be in the, the thick of it. So I am a believer. He's still in his prime. And if the best version shows up, he will be Rob Font. I think, I think by decision, uh, but an impressive decision, like the kind of decision that he won against like Dominic Cruz that wowed us. You know, we were like, oh, wow. We remember, you know, how well-rounded he can be. And he's not he's not just a one-punch, like, knockout guy. He's uh, he's uniquely talented, even at 135. So, Garbrandt by decision. Wow. All three of you going with Cody. This is surprising. I mean, I can't pick Cody. Like, how can I pick Cody after all three of you pick Cody? You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. No. That'd be boring, Mike. <laughs> I... Th- I don't know, man. It's it's almost like unfair for me to pick this fight because, like, you know, I've I've gone to the, I've gone and seen Font spar, and like I know some pieces of the puzzle that no one's kind of knows of like how this fight could play out. So I, it's almost like not fair for me to even make a pick here, if we're being honest. Um, having said that, I feel like I feel like if Font didn't have the Marlon Marias win, I would probably go Cody all day long because font was still trying to get over that hump and get that win. Cause like the UFC has, has given him opportunities and we mentioned a lot of them. We saw the Lineker fight. That was not a good showing for font. And, and it was early in his UFC career. So I get that Pedro Munoz tough fight. And then Rafael Sunso, another tough fight. But I feel like the Rafael Sunso that Rob font fought, and the Rafael Sunso Cody Garbrandt fought are like two totally different guys. Like a Sunso is is hard to look good against, but he's definitely on the tail end of his career. It's just let's just let's just be clear here. So with that said, I I I do think Rob Font's the better fighter. I think he's got I think he'll have some volume here. And I think if he can get out of the first round, I think he'll stop Cody in the second. It's just can you weather that storm? His plan, and he said it in multiple interviews, so I could at least throw it out there. His plan is to piss Cody Garbrandt off. He wants to get him red in the face and firing off craziness, trying to get him mad. That's going to be his game plan is to try to piss off Cody Garbrandt. And if he is successful, then he will win this fight and he will finish Cody Garbrandt in the second. So I think at some point Rob's going to get to him. It's going to annoy him. And Cody, we're going to see that Cody, at least glimpses of him, come out and Rob will take advantage of that because I think they're ready for that. So. Rob Font second round finish. That's what I'm going with. Did um I didn't see the face offs. Did um was did Rob get any did he you no know, They did literally they did literally nothing. There's a lot of respect between both it, of these guys. <laughs> did they even shake hands? 
Did they even shake hands or did they just no, stare at each other? They literally moved. They literally, I think they hit their marks. I, I think there's like, stand here. Here's your mark here. Here's your mark here. They didn't raise their arm. They stood. If you didn't know, you would think the stream froze. Like they just stood, <laughs> stared at each other. No expression on their faces. Turned to the, turned to the cameras uh, on the other side. Done. So yeah, very respectful. It's great. We encourage it. But yeah. Do we uh, encourage for anyone it? Looking for fireworks. Of course we do. Why? We uh, we always no touching until fight night. That's what we always say. Number know, one rule: you know, no they, touching. They, they can go nose to nose and make mean faces and no. say, you know say like Scott Coker finish you. No, Scott Coker. Scott Coker hit it right at the Beltor <laughs> wins uh, on Thursday. He was he kept he kept separating guys. But they weren't even getting close to each other. He was getting in like ahead of time and was like, hey, nobody gets paid today, guys. Nobody gets paid today. It was it was great. So, Scott Coker, so, hey, Sean Shelby, and, he knows Sean Shelby. He knows and, uh, Dana Dana Sean yeah Dana Sean Shelby. You got to learn from from the man Scott Coker. Right. Yeah. Plus, I mean, plus Burt Watson's given the Bellator fighters those speeches before time. Like, don't get in trouble. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so the NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So that's a great fight. The stakes are high there, but not as high as the co-main event. We got Yan Janan versus Carlos Sparza. And if we're being honest, this one is being completely undervalued too because... Outside of like Rose Namajunas doing interviews and like other fighters in this division doing interviews, no one has said like the UFC has not come out and said like the winner of this fight's fighting for the belt. 
while we know, talking about it, that the winner of this fight between Jan Jonan and Carlos Barza is going to fight for the belt, but the UFC is not promoting that whatsoever. It's kind of frustrating heading into this card. We're not getting a lot of push in the main event. We're not getting a lot of push in this co-main event when you have Rose Namiunas, a champion that you're trying to push. Her next challenger is more than, there's like 99.5% coming out of this fight. So it's a good one. Why hasn't the UFC come out and said this, Jose? Why, why aren't they coming out here and be like, listen, the winner of this fight is fighting Rose Namiyun is next? Uh, because the UFC probably wants Zhang Weili to fight to rematch or have Yoana get thrown in there. It's just unfortunate. Uh, everything I said about it, be, it being refreshing, about how the main event being two top contenders fighting and with no kind of the fight wasn't made because of bad blood or money and everything like that. I feel like the the strawweight division is in a weird spot where if Weili, if Zhang Weili had beaten Rose Namunez and Yan Nan had beats Carlos Barza, you know they're going to want to do the like the full Chinese fight between two of the, the 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 Chinese champion and the Chinese top contender. Carlos Barza also has already fought and beat Rose Namunez in a fight that I don't think a lot of people watched. Uh, that was obviously years 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 ago, and Rose clearly wasn't ready. She's because everyone I've, I've I've talked to a lot of people that think Yoani and Jacek is the inaugural strawweight champion of the world which is not true carlos barza won the ultimate fighter and then got beat by yuan in uh 190 like 185 or something like that i think it was in dallas uh, in the co-main event so and we've said this on a million shows i know casey has seen her what fought and we all think we, we've all seen we've all watched her fight but i know casey remembers her from the evicted days carlos barza does not make her opponents look good at all if you watch her highlight reel it's a lot of fighters looking like they are not a contender against Carlos Sparza, like the Michelle Watterson fights, uh, the Claudia Gedalia fights, the, the Angela, did she, did she fought Angela Hill? Was it one of those weird split decisions too? I can't quite remember. I feel like Carlos Sparza fought, fought, fought her in tough house. That's right. That's yeah. right. But it's like, if you look at like, like Verna Jandaroba, it's like same thing. Like she, Marina Rodriguez, I think was a split too. So Carlos Sparza, her resume at Strawway is fantastic, but she doesn't have like any of these, epic not like when's the last time she got a stoppage win was it the rose fight was it like that was that her last stoppage win on the yeah, ultimate fight for now yeah, was that's like exactly so and then yan Nan is like a is a breath of fresh air but she doesn't speak the best english so uh this i mike i know we all agree that the winner of this probably should get the next title fight but i have a feeling that probably won't be the case especially if it's carla just because the ufc will probably book the rematch against shane Lee uh if carla sparza wins which is which is i i i i get it which like, is I've weird because don't, they, don't they all <laughs> isn't all the fighters i just mentioned don't they like a bunch of them have aren't they all managed by the same guy Oh, Sucker Punch? Uh, yeah. Uh, John yeah. Whaley, like Carla, Rose, yeah, they're all and managed. Carla. Yeah. Yeah, they're like all managed by the same guy. So uh, it's interesting. It's, it's it's an unfortunate situation. But again, like, are we going to say no to watching Rose Namunas and Jane Whaley rematch? Because that fight would be awesome too. So I don't think there's any wrong answer. The right answer should be the winner of this. But I, don't, I think if they go in a different direction, it's not the wrong answer either. Huh. Yeah. I, I What's interesting about Carla is – like even when I interviewed her last year and she was like, I don't want to be sort of the the stepping stone fighter anymore. I don't want to be the gatekeeper of this division. People are like, oh, come on, like, you know, split decisions. I don't feel like you want a lot of these fights. But since Rose won the title, like a lot of people want to see Carla fight for the belt now. They want to see yeah. that rematch. There's like a storyline there. Because obviously they fought for the inaugural 150 pound, 150 pound title. Carla got the finish, became the champion. 
they've gone on to different points in their careers at this point. Now Rose is the champion. Now they can run it back. So if there's any time to give Carla that push and, and put her into a title fight, it is now. I still don't understand why we're not going in this direction. You can always say like, hey, this is the number one contender fight and then change your course, but at least put some buzz on the fight. You know what I mean, AK? Like, that what is going a, on here? That would here? be a lie, heck. That would be a lie. <laughs> you know, What's the other, weird the things thing happen? Is- Maybe there's an injury or something? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not just about uh, giving uh, Carla like a, another shot. It's also giving Rose that chance to avenge that loss. I think I think a yes. lot of people will look back on that fight, and everyone uh, everyone is assuming they fought again. Oh, I mean Rose will kill her now. But that's what's cool about it is is that as far as it won the first fight so definitively, it's like okay, well let's prove it. Let's give Carla that ch- a second chance. Let's give Rose the chance to erase that record. It's always cool. Uh, when champions get to erase, you know, whatever few losses they have on their record. So it would be nice for Rose to get that opportunity. When When is the last time the UFC did kind of uh, promote a fight, like did a really good job promoting a fight as this is the number one content? Paulo Paulo Costa? Paulo Costa before the... Uh, and Romero? At, 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 at oh, yeah, that I think that, that one, I think they were pretty adamant that was for the number one contender. I, th- I, I think they at least did a good job. Of, of saying, like, uh, one of these guys. Poirier McGregor 2 or 3? I was Poirier, McGregor, say, three. <laughs> three. I'm pretty three. sure McGregor Poirier is an over-contender fight. Maybe. Are, but, but, here's, but, here's, but here's are they an building it that way, though? Are they building it that way? No. <laughs> right, but here's, no, here's right? an example. Here, here's a good example. When Corey Sanhagen and Aljamain Sterling fought, it was promoted yeah. as if the next guy was going to fight for the belt. But when Sterling won... Everything changed. Dana White was like, oh, yeah. eh, I'm not really sure. I'm not uh, really sure I'm ready to, to make that decision yet. Oh, you got a first oh. round finish. An amazing like submission of the year type finish, too. Well, Against that guy. To, according to our own Guillermo Cruz, Jan Janan's coach has said, quote, basically agreed with the UFC that if she wins, she gets the next title spot. <laughs> Basically, and we're hearing that's that, the exact reason. Oh, and we're hearing yeah. that from the coach, not the UFC, right? That's what's like. We should be hearing this from the. If that's the case, we should be hearing this from the UFC. So, some, 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 uh, some inkling that this is true from the UFC, and I don't know. But like we said, I, I think Paulo Costa Romero maybe the last time they did a really great job saying, "Well, one of these guys is definitely going to fight for the title." Otherwise, they just normally don't do that. It's it's just not something the UFC does, which is crappy but i mean it's a fact right uh feather with the korean zombie ortega did they book it bill it like that maybe after the fight i don't think they did we, it was just kind of accepted like even Vol- yeah, was yeah. Like, yeah i'm fighting yeah. that guy as this one as i think this one is i think if anyone's like paying attention to this fight they're like oh yeah logically this should be the next but again why is there not that push promotional push i don't know maybe they want to see how the fight plays out what if carla just goes in there and just shuts everyone up and gets another her first submission win in how many years in like the first round i don't think you can deny her then oh but if she goes out there like <laughs> like i just like like she's on what a four fight win streak right is that if i remember correctly yeah, oh, yeah. Her, aren't her last two splits and even before that it was a majority yeah. So yeah. she hasn't had it, even yeah. had a unanimous decision in two years. And the Verna fight, fight that, the Verna fight was fair, unanimous. Yeah, and to be fair, Russell Alexa fight, I thought she fight lost. Rules. Yeah, and I also yeah, I thought, thought she lost, lost the Marina Rodriguez fight too. But the Alexa Grasso fight was really good. Because Casey, I watched that at your house. That was yeah, the next it was a great fight. fight. That fight was fantastic. But if she beats John Jonan, you have like no matter how she does it, John Jonan is super good and i think everybody knows that now if she beats john john on like you you can't deny her anymore like you can make the argument she deserves a title shot now but if she beats john john on tomorrow night i don't care how she does it i think she's done more than enough to earn that shot but 
the betting lines right now, very, very close. Main event as well. Uh, font a minus 112 favorite. Comeback on Cody Garbrandt, plus 102. So it's pretty much pick him. Uh, Jan Jonan, minus 120 favorite. The comeback on Carla is at plus 110. So again, kind of a coin flip fight. So yeah. where's that coin landing for you, AK? Oh, uh, I'm going to go. I'll go Yan. I'll go Yan. Um, it takes us one step closer to hashtag Yan, 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 obviously, which is the most important thing. Uh, but also, I, I've, I, I've underestimated, I think, Yan Shaonan in the past. And I think she keeps getting better and better. Uh, almost kind of what we said about Rob Font. I know I picked Garbrandt, but kind of what we said about Rob Font. You know, so about this peak, peaking at the right time. Uh, yeah, there you go. There's the, there's a hashtag that's sweeping the nation. So it's just going to get trending again today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think some of the problems that Esparza has had in her previous fights, like we said, she's kind of eked out some of these wins. I mean, again, you can only you're only going to get away with that so many times. I think uh, the the judges it might not go her way this time. I do think it's going to go to a decision again, and I think it'll be close. And I think it'll be like a lot of Esparza fights. But I think uh, I think Jan will do enough uh, to make it. I don't want to even say indisputable, but it could be another split nod or, or majority nod or, just, or close, close uh, unanimous, you know, 29, 28, something like that. Uh, and some close rounds in there. Um, so I'm going yawn. I don't feel super strong about it, but I do think, uh, I do think this run of decisions for uh, Sparza has a limit and I think it might hit the limit on Saturday. Casey, what do you think? Are we going, are, are we taking a, a one way trip to split decision city or what? I'm going Carla, Split majority decision, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> split majority technical. draw decision. <laughs> technical, technical, technical majority split. Yeah, technical. There's a high poke midway to the midway to the third, so they go to the cards. Yeah, but unfortunately, the way the UFC is promoting this fight, outside of it being the co-main event for a fight night, um, I don't think. Uh, I think. I think we're going to need some sort of. Uh, one of the best finishes of the year for either of these women to be seriously considered in a title fight, unfortunately. I just, um, I don't think the UFC, I just don't think Dana cares that much about these two women, um, unfortunately. I just, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I've not, I, I, I can't remember last time Dana really talked positive about Carla Sparza. And I don't, I don't think he's ever really mentioned Jan in an interview or like, oh, she's a savage, you know. It just, um, I just don't think the UFC keep, thinks very highly of them as far as title, as, as far as like selling them in a title fight. But I am picking Carla in the right. decision. Jose, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to pick Carla too. I just, everything I said before, uh, I d- can't remember an opponent that Carla beat that it was like her opponent looked good. Like I know a lot of people thought she lost uh, what, what, the, um, Marine Rodriguez fight, but uh, including myself uh, and the Alexa Grasso fight was obviously a majority, and she still won. I think this could be one of those controversial ones again. I don't, it could be a uh, regardless of whether she wins by split majority or unanimous. I feel like we're going to be talking about this on the post show, saying, "So, how many of you guys thought that Yan Jonan won that fight?" <laughs> so, I think I think that's how we're going to start that conversation. But Yan Jonan is fantastic. Uh, I actually think her last few wins might even be more impressive than Carla's last few wins because Yan's being Claudia and. Carolina Kovalkiewicz, if I remember correctly, and if the, the Kovalkiewicz fight isn't that Carolina hasn't fought since, right? Because her eye got all damaged and her eye yeah. was like stuck. Yep. 
So like you, she, Yan Jonan clearly does damage once she fights him for that. She had that. Was that the one before that? Was that the Angela, Angela Hill fight Hill. in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. Thought, which I a thought, lot of people thought Angela Hill won, yeah. but it was it, I can't remember if it was split or unanimous, but it was, it was unanimous, uh, but it was super close. Super close. Super super close. So could Jan win? 100%, but I just think Carla wins right now. Uh, she's also been more active recently, if I remember correctly. I think Jan just had a fight, what, November or something like that? But before that, it was a while break, I think. And then if I remember, Carla had like two fights in three months uh, at the Apex uh, or Jacksonville Apex. So I'm, I'm just picking Carla. Uh, but I'm, and I hope the winner of this fight gets the No More Contender fight or gets the title shot. Yeah, Carl's last fight was on Fight Island, if memory serves me correctly. I think that's where yeah, the that was arena, arena fight that was happened. The arena fight in has, July, yeah. Has Rose spoken publicly about wanting a rematch with Carla? I don't recall that. She know. has talked about it. Like, she hasn't, like, said, I hope Carla wins so he could rematch her. But when, not- like, after she won the belt and she was asked, like, what's next? Should it be a rematch? She was like, I'm going to be watching the Carla mm. Jan fight. Yeah. Um, and see what happens. I, I, I say that because, that, to me, that's the only way... The only way Carla gets that rematch is if Rose sells it, and um, I don't think Rose is that person to try to. I want Carla. I want. I want. I want to erase that L, you know. But that's the only way I think Carla gets it because um, I just don't think the UFC is gonna. I just don't think the UFC believes in Carla as far as selling pay per views. So, oftentimes on these preview shows, we talk about the MMA gods and how they could be fair or unfair, and I feel like. Something tells me that I'm going to be tweeting out tomorrow night. <laughs> I score this fight 29-28 for Carla Sparza, and they're going to score for Jan Janan. She's going to win a split decision. And people are going to be on social media saying, AK, we're going to get ourselves a little robbery review on Monday. I have a feeling we're like the MMA gods are going to kind of even out the playing field in just an unfortunate <laughs> way because that's just how this sport works. It's not fair sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> what goes around comes around. I just got this feel like there's no doubt about it. This fight is going to be a split decision. It's going to be 29-28 some way. I have no idea how it's going to go, but just to make things inter- interesting, I have a feeling that AK is going to be hit up multiple times for a robbery review on however this fight is scored. But I'll go with Yanjan on to get, to, to get a – a controversial decision win in a Ooh. in a close competitive fight. So Carla's going to be on the other side of the the decision, the bad de- uh, not bad decision, but yeah. Well, we don't. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I was looking, looking at Carla's record, her recent record. Like, like I mean, I, I know I'm an outlier here, but like I thought Verna beat her. I thought Verna did more submission damage in that fight. I thought she. I thought Carla did beat Michelle Waterson, but it was just a horrible fight to watch. And I did think she lost to Marina and um, who else? She also had the split with Gadelia, which I, Gadelia, which I think some people thought she. Yeah, I, I definitely thought she beat Gadelia too. Okay, so, so it's kind of uh, weird. Yeah, yeah, but but I say those things, but then at the same time, like Blake Carter's gonna win tomorrow night too. <laughs> so, but by split majority technical decision, yes. Well, I yeah. think when, <laughs> we're, we're, when we're picking fights, we're not picking based on do we think Jan's better. We're just picking on Carla wins these type of fights. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying, I'm just trying to figure out, like, like I, I, I think Jan is probably a, a better striker than Carla, but Carla just makes her opponents look terrible. Yeah. And that's a skill in MMA. That is. <laughs> Don't bet on yeah, Carla she- as far as the fights. Do not <laughs> bet on And if you take anything away from this, pre- I would say never bet on MMA, period. But whatever. I know people enjoy it. Do yeah, not she, bet didn't on she, Carla. Didn't she have a split against Random Marcos, if I remember correctly? Yes. And I think a lot of and people that, thought, I thought she, she won, won that, too. I won. Exactly. Yeah. I thought she won that fight. Huh. So do not do not bet on Carla as far as the fights. There's so many other fights you can bet on if you have to bet on Saturday's fights. Leave that one out of your eight-fight parlay, whatever it is you're doing. 
at, at own risk because her fights are very, very, very unpredictable. Just real quick. Yeah, that's not a parlay fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Tabology, the fan predictions. And while most fans are picking Jan, I would say about 98%, no, about 97% of people are picking a decision for whoever, whoever wins. <laughs> So yeah. like I'm I'm kind of curious. Does it, can anyone pull up a a, a betting line if the, if there's gonna actually be a finish for this fight? I'm. It's got. I would be honored and privileged to pull up a line on that. <laughs> I mean, as good uh, as Jan and Esparza are, they are decision masters though. Okay, uh, Esparza wins by TKO KO plus thirteen forty. <laughs> wow. uh, Nan wins by TKO KO plus seven twenty five. Esparza wins by submission plus eleven fifty. Uh yeah, Jana wins by submission plus nine hundred. Esparza inside the distance plus six seventy five. Wait 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 wait. Four plus four fifty five. God. Jan Jaunan winning by submission has a higher. They have a higher chance of Jan winning by submission than Carla. Yeah, plus nine hundred. Jan has never had a submission victory in her career. (laughs) (laughs) And Carla Esparza has had how many? Like four or five? Yeah, at least. And they think Jan Jaunan has a higher chance of submitting. Oh my god. Okay, this is when things get fun. And she's the, right? her only loss has been by submission. Jan's <laughs> never submitted someone, and she's only been submitted. F Carla it, put bucks down on Carla winning by submission. Why not? No, don't, no, don't bet on this fight. Do not bet on this fight. <laughs> Car- Carla Sparza wins in round one, plus 1350. Round two, plus 1550. Esparza wins in round three, plus 2225. So oh, not a lot of faith that this fight is uh, is going to be finished inside the distance. What's the decision? What's the decision line? Minus five hundred. They must not even Minus have it. Five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five thousand dollars in, you get a dollar back if it's a decision. <laughs> Pretty much. I'll yeah. tell. I'll tell you what line looks a little a little enticing a just draw? because of a draw. Mike. Mike. Disclaimer. Plus, plus forty five hundred. Legal. Legal disclaimer at the bottom. Don't bet on this. Sorry, Michael. What, what, what was that? Yeah. What was it? Plus forty five hundred is a draw, dude. If you're gonna throw money I'm for a draw, st- this might be it. Betting yeah. stresses me. I was talking to some fans at US, in Houston at UFC two sixty two, and they were like, "Who do you think's gonna win the main tournament?" I'm like, "Well, I think Benil Darius has a good fight." And then they said they put like five thousand dollars on Benil Darius. I'm like, "Are you stupid?" <laughs> don't tell me that now i'm stressed out and then like when, you're, when, you're, when you're watching when you're watching the fight you're like oh god but he'll better win <laughs> seriously i just felt bad for them fight fight the fight goes to decision line is minus 355 that's, that's gotta be one of the lowest yeah you're ever gonna see yeah, yeah. if either of these fighters get a finish give the, give them the damn title shot i was telling that right now if either of them finish first round second round third round i don't care what it is Give them the damn there is yeah, a very high funny. chance for a draw in this fight, to be honest, because I can see Carla really holding Jan down for like a, a full round, getting at 10-8, and then losing the other two rounds. Like that's yep. that's a strong possibility. The most for the sure. most lopsided prop line is Jan Jonan wins by submission in round three, plus five thousand. Oh, Good okay. lord! <laughs> so there you go. That Those are the crazy ridiculous. betting. Betting is ridiculous. <laughs> It is. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Betting is it a is. mugs game. It is. All right. So we got what? Like twelve minutes or so. Let's go to the peeps. Uh, while we go to the peeps, rest of the main car, we got Justin Tafa versus Jared Vandera. 
Felicia Spencer, Norma Dumont. We got David Dvorak versus Juan Camilo Ronderos. And we got no, Jack no, that Hermanson. Is not, that, is not, that is now a prelim. That's that is a, now a prelim. What it got bumped up? Ricardo Hamos and Al, Bill Algio will now be yeah. on that, in that spot. Excellent yeah. call. I love that fight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazian is up there too. But Ben Rothwell, Chris Barnett not being on the main card is a travesty. <sighs> Absolute travesty. You guys should have seen a beast boy out at the wins. He was, he was beaming, beaming smile. I have a tweet if you want to see it. He, it it's, a, it's a still, but he was that, that, if you see that tweet, it's that and like the whole time he was beaming, smiling, finally being in the UFC. The guy is so excited. All right. So, Monster, uh, Wolf, Monster Wolf. Wolf. Man in Black thinks that card is going by flying knee in the first round, so. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I was like, yeah, I was like, well, oh. go, go fly or go flying? Like, okay. <laughs> yan yan I, yan right i no, i agree no but he's i think he's making fun of yan 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 saying yan 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 i agree thank you kevin lee thank you my cousin kevin lee uh will yan get her first finish in the ufc i don't think it happens well, here doubtful I, i'd be shocked mma anything can happen but ah uh, man i'm not picking that that to Who's me Carl, but, if yan does get a finish and kind of knocks out carla like in a Yuana Yin Jacek type of violence, that could be what pushes her, kind of pushes her to the front of the line. I don't think Carly can really do anything mm-hmm. to push her in front of, the, to be in front of Wiley and Yoana, um, outside of Rose, you know, begging for a rematch. But I think if Yan gets a really impressive finish over Carla, because um, that's what I think is missing from her. I think the UFC they need that highlight reel because you got to build those promos. So I don't think she'll get the finish, but. If she gets it, you know, then, then, you know, here's, here's the list of fighters who have finished Carlos Barza, Megumi Fuji, one of the greatest of all time, Ioana yeah. Jacek, arguably the greatest of all time. And Tatiana Suarez, a, a, a super beast who may become uh, one of the greats uh, when it's all said and done. So for Jan, would really be something. Like, cause she lost to Jessica Aguilar pre UFC too. Right. And that was a split, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. So she's yeah. either been finished or lost split decisions. Yes, all she's her never losses lost are, the, are, She's never lost the she's unanimous. Never decision. lost the unanimous. No. What a what a silly career. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange that's, silly that's career. That's such a fantastic stat. Carla's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's, that is that's, great. I love it. She's I think of, that's fantastic. <laughs> she's an anomaly because like. I just said, oh, I think she's lost three of her last four fights. But then I'm like, she's one of the best. I'm like, it's, I'm like, I'm, I'm both ways on Carla. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> she also, like, I remember before I joined MMA Fighting, uh, Savs and I were at Fanside. We did like Casey. I think MMA Fighting did the same thing. But we had in the Chicago card, we asked all the fighters if they liked the early morning weigh-ins or the old style weigh-ins. And Carla was the only one out of everyone we asked that wanted the old weigh-ins back because she doesn't really cut weight and she likes to see her opponents suffer. She was the only one, so she is just an yeah. anomaly in every well, sense she, of the word. She's an atom weight. She's talking. Yeah, she's talking. One hundred percent. She's that, and that's what that's what I think led to her, her especially her her tough when she was in the tough house, her success yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know all these fighters had to cut a lot of weight. She's basically just dieting to make weight, so she just rolled through everything, and then obviously Rose just wasn't prepared, ready for her, you know that wrestling that Carla brought, but um. Yeah, I've always, I've always, like, we always talk about, you know, when, when is the UFC going to bring in Adam Weights? Maybe the UFC is afraid that Carla just might run right through that division too. Who knows? Who knows? 
I forgot about yep. that. I forgot. I forgot. I, for, I forgot how small Carla is. She's five one, and she's not even for an atom weight. She's not that big. So that's no. that's even more. Yeah, she, Carla Sparza. I don't know. <laughs> An, an, an unlikely, an unlikely great in female fighting. <laughs> well, that, that was—I mean, look—that was one of the things we discussed on uh, Thursdays between the links, right? Mike was uh, unlikely, uh, most unlikely champions. Asparza would be up there. I think she would be up there with the Oliveras and she the Mike things. Well, yeah. Like currently, right? Oh, sorry. Well, I'm she... oh, sorry. I mean, sorry. Becoming champion again. I, I yeah, literally yeah. just did what we said. With you. Yeah. yeah, becoming champion yeah. again. I think she would. Carla be. was the number one seed in that tournament, right? Because she was the invicted champion. Oh yeah, yeah. In that. Was, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. She was the she. She ran through it too. She yeah. ran through it. And it was kind, of, but it was kind of conf- not confusing. But even though she was number one seed, most people who in the know still thought that Claudia Gadella and Joanna and Jacek were actually right. the, the higher ranked if they could, fighters. If, 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 they were if, they, if they could have been on the show, yeah. If yeah, they could have been on the neither show. Neither of them sure, can make yeah. the weight cut consistently, so yeah. that's why that fell through, if you're wondering. Yeah, but yeah, her, her winning again would be like a hell of a story again. I think it would be oh, up yeah. there with Oliveira winning his first, Michael Bisping winning his first. So her winning a second would be like, what? <laughs> crazy. It'd be crazy. Yeah, that, that, that Joanna fight did things to her too, like mentally, Ooh. for sure. She yeah. didn't want to talk about that. That is a great question. <laughs> Best female fight of the weekend. Wow. That's good. That's good. A lot of ladies fighting. Invicta, Bellator, yeah, let, and, and um, the UFC card. I like. I mean, bring up top of top of my head, it's the Zapatella Delboni fight. Okay, I think yeah. that's going to be really competitive and really fun. I'm not going next. It, I need to look any, more. Any chance? Even though I know everyone thinks Cyborg Leslie Smith is going one way traffic, I don't care if it's going to be one way traffic. It's freaking Cyborg. Yeah. Cherish these moments to get to watch her fight in the cage. And Leslie Smith is always in exciting fights. So I don't care. I'm super excited to see them fight. I don't care if it's not competitive. I just want to, they're both going to bring that violence. The violence may be one way, but they're both going to bring it. So I'm super excited by that. And I love the main event for Invicta. Uh, I don't know very much about the opponent, but the the young lady um, who trains at Team Lobo with uh, Grasso and Aldana. Oh, I forgot her name. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Carrie, what's her name? Karina. Karina, Karina Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, Karina. She's Casey, awesome. Casey, what was that? What, what was that in the background there? We heard a we heard a voice. Uh, <laughs> are you not are you not are you not alone? What was that? Who was that? Uh, yeah. I assumed you were alone. Yeah, Karina Rodriguez, super exciting fighter, and, and apparently she made weight. I know she's had trouble making twenty five, but she made look like she made weight good. So the Victor card, which is free on YouTube, I think, right? To watch uh, MMAfighting.com. Yeah. Oh, MMAfighting.com. I'm sorry. Uh, Yes. <laughs> MMAfighting.com. <laughs> Don't watch those silly Bellator fights. Go to MMAfighting.com and watch <laughs> no. the Victor fights. Well, you can, you, can watch, you can watch the Bellator prelims on MMAfighting.com as well. I mean, you could have a little double screen action going on. There you go. I mean, that's what I'm, I would do. You know, you know what I think of, might... Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, AK. Yeah, go no, ahead. you go. No, no, you go for it. No, 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 no. I insist. I insist. Okay. I appreciate that. Okay. You know what, fl- right. you know what fight's going to be, like, ridiculously fun, but, like, not as you know, stylistically artistic is Valerie Loretta, Hannah guy. Those two are just going to stand there and just swing. They're going to stand in a phone booth and beat the, beat the, 
beat the snot out of each other. That's yeah. the word I'm going to go yeah, with because yeah. I was that wasn't what I was going to say if we were like <laughs> sitting in a bar in a, in a bar atmosphere. But those two girls, those two ladies, are going to throw down. That should be fun. But go ahead, AK. Back to you, my friend. I like. Uh, I I think it could be one sided. I'm hoping it's not. If it's, I, I think there's some potential for Felicia Spencer and uh, Norma Dumont to be a fun. But actually, I do. I I don't think Norma Dumont is 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 bad at all. I think the bantamweight, like uh, her little adventure down a bantamweight, was a disastrous idea. Clearly, I, I know. I think she hasn't given up on it, but. I, whatever, wherever she is, whatever she's doing right now, I don't think she can make 136 comfortably. So I'm glad at least she's back at featherweight. Uh, we know Felicia Spencer can, can can take can take a licking on the feet. So if she can't get this one down, there's going to be some back and forth there. I mean, obviously, I'm thinking she she does get the fight down uh, to the ground and, and and goes to work there. But I don't know. I, I think Dumont's kind of an untapped property. So that that I I think I think could be more exciting than uh, people, including myself. Uh, are expecting maybe i've just been reading too much now and i've talked myself into it but i also would have really liked i hate that she missed weight for it but uh the liam mccourt and janae harding fight i think it also would get on uh, on bellator it's on the prelims of bellator mm-hmm. uh unfortunately mccourt missed weight by quite a bit but uh, otherwise i think it was a really i remember when it was announced i thought really good style matchup and uh so that's it goes man there's a lot of good fights a lot of good fights to begin yeah I mean, look at all the cards uh, I mean, anytime Cyborg fights, I'm going to tune in, especially because remember the last time she fought Leslie Smith, that was when the UFC was making her cut to 140. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and she, you saw what she did to Leslie Smith. But even I remember Leslie Smith oh. was like very angry at that stoppage. Girl stoppage. So, yeah. So, not the best stoppage <laughs> in the world. So, when uh, Leslie Smith first signed with Bellator, I thought, oh, maybe they can run the Cyborg. And when her. Uh, just i didn't think it would be this soon but i'm happy it's, it's finally happening under the right weight class and hopefully we can get a proper vic- cyborg one fair and square but i just don't want controversies to run and stop it so i'm very excited for that and the lee mccord one uh, like ak said i remember i had to cover i was working the quote-unquote desk for mma fighting during that because pt was there it was in dublin and lee mccord was kind of thrust into the main event because i think the gallagher the who did he fight? Who did he fight? Who's he supposed to fight? The one that kept falling apart. Oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Cal, Cal Eleanor? Yeah, Eleanor, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was supposed to be the main event, and then it fell apart, and Liam McCor- Liam McCor was kind of thrust into it. It was also, you know how Bellator will do those dumb, that dumb thing where, like, Bellator 240 is the prelims, but then the main card is called Bellator yeah, oh, Dublin? Yeah. And it was just very infuriating because, like, Brent Primus was on the, quote, prelims with Ricky Bandejas and Beck Rawlings. But then Charlie Ward was, like, the co-main event of the main card. It was just a very bizarre scene. So I remember working that vividly right. because of how annoying that night was. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, <laughs> and I think that was the last time Lee McCourt fought. So, yeah, I'm excited for that fight outside of her missing weight. All right. Yeah, that'll be a good one. All right, maybe one more. Oh, oh, one more. Oh, wow, we have talked. Okay, um, okay, we're gonna fly through these. Um, actually, I'm, I'm kind of curious about right. this one. Oh, it's too big. But. What happens to the women's featherweight division after Spence versus Norma? Is there a featherweight? I think it's. We, we, we get some variation of this question pretty much every time there's a yeah. featherweight fight, which is fine. And I'll tell you what's gonna. I'll tell you what's happening. We're we're about to usher in a golden age of women's 145ers. I I I I, I sense I sense a rush of, of of talented athletic women in the in the 135 to 155 or 160 pound range declining to play more lucrative sports and instead getting into the getting into the 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 high stakes world of MMA where they can get punched in the face and get beaten up by Amanda Nunez and Chris Cyborg 
for for uh, for pennies on the dollar. So David David's uh, <laughs> <laughs> tuned to Rajin. Uh, I cannot wait till we will remember this day when this epic three round battle uh, that goes it goes to a decision fight of the year candidate. And uh, Dana White says yes. I will I will fund I will fund the building of the, a true women's featherweight division. I just had to answer something differently for once. I'm sorry. We had to, <laughs> you guys can go ahead and give the real I know, answer. I know. Go ahead. I, I, I always give the same answer. So there we go. Yeah, I think we're going to, I think it's just going to be like there un, just enough until Kayla Harris becomes a free agent and they take the shot at her. And if they get her, they'll book, they'll do Nunez right away. And then if not, then. I don't know. We'll see what I happens. But Maybe. I, don't think I think they're going all in on Kayla. Is. And I think Bellator is also going to go in all, all in on Kayla. And I think that's going to be super fun come January 1st. Uh, Cody's going to wrestle the hell out of fun. He's matured as a fighter. And I think he's going to cruise through Rob. We all know Rob is great. Box. Rob's actually a pretty good wrestler, too. I wouldn't be surprised if he shot in for a takedown in this fight as well. Um, I mean, if Cody's smart, that's probably the best path to victory. I don't think he wants to get into a like a straight up boxing match with rob because i mean cody's got probably more knockout power and rob knows that um but i think if they have like a straight up boxing match font's gonna win that one i would agree so we'll see what happens it's it's a good fight it's interesting like if cody goes in and shoots for takedowns and wears them down and wins a five-round decision that'd be that'd be pretty pretty smart on his part Ooh. This is a great fight, by the way. And it's probably going to go down in like in the next 30 minutes or so. Brett Johns makes his Bellator debut. And he's got, in my opinion, this is a tougher matchup than he had originally. Danny Sabatello, who was on the contender series last season and didn't get a contract after running off 30, 24 scorecards. He had 10, eight rounds in rounds one, two, and three on his contender series fight and did not get a contract. So he got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. A little too much, too much wrestling, Mike. Too much wrestling. Yep. You didn't mix the martial arts, bro. You didn't, yeah, this is this is mixed martial arts, Mike. I just I, I love his response to like people oh. booing him. Just like you're just mad because like I'm beating the I'm I'm just gonna say he said I just beat I'm beating the shit out of these guys so badly that you guys are I mean this is his words. This is a quote. <laughs> this is a quote. So I, I, I love the fight, it's really interesting. I have to go with John's because I, I think the dude's just a wizard on the ground. But man, I, I will say your interview with you did the interview with Danny this week. Uh, people check that out on what the heck. It, it's 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 one of those interviews that I, I didn't know a lot about Danny Sabatello other than the Contender Series appearance. It's one of those interviews that I was like, this guy is this guy. I shouldn't I shouldn't be talked into this. All every fighter who makes a debut in a new promotion says they're going to do whatever, take over. It kind of got me, and I'm kind of like, is he right for the upset here? So I don't. know. I'm picking. Uh, so to answer the question, I say John's, but man. You guys are making a compelling argument for Sabatello, I'll tell you. I'm picking John's too, but yeah, watch that interview on our YouTube on our YouTube page by uh, Mr. <laughs> heck. I didn't know who the heck this guy was when I, when I get the email in my calendar interview for Sabatello. I'm like, who the heck is that? And then I looked him up. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. And then he started talking. I'm like, dude, this guy's intense. I dig it. I dig it. You know, I I, I like him and um. But he reminds me a lot of, um, in the sense of, uh, what's his name, uh, Kevin Holland. Not in how he fights, but how he had victories, and uh, dominant victories in contender series, and, and Dana chose not to sign him. So, um, 
Good on Bellator to to, to get that uh, sign him. Good on Bellator picking up Brett Johns and making him happy. Apparently, um, contract wise, and um, zero clue why this is so low on the card, but maybe it's so we all tune in early to watch it. More great bantamweights out there. That's all. Time zone? Time zone? Would it be easier for anyone watching? In the, oh, yeah. No, either yeah, way. It's, that's that's, probably, that's either exactly way. why. Okay, you're right. Isn't, you're it right. Super, isn't, see that. isn't it super late over there either way? Let me do a quick time zone check while you pull up another. <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, it's it's definitely a time thing. It's no definitely because yeah, I, 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 like 11. When, yeah, it'd be like 11. When, when Savis and I worked the media day, there was a lot of Welsh media calling in for okay. Brad Johns even speak I don't know I even like they were interacting in like another language too so uh, I think they want to get him out and in for yeah, the bit of a, media be about a yeah there's some there. dude, uh, there's, in the evening I think when he comes out I think there's some fun scraps in this prelim Maybe even the Alfie Davis uh Alexander Shabley fight's really good uh but for those uh those degenerates out there that want a betting line Brett Johns minus 250 plus 210 the comeback on Danny Sabatello. And for those looking for the, t- for the main event, we're at, we're doing between the links. It was minus 1200 for Chris cyborg. It is now depending on where you go between minus 1600 and minus 4,000 for Chris. Cyborg oh, okay. As yeah, the favorite. All right. Sure. Sure. So there you uh, go. Well, There's not a line for Leslie Smith below plus 925 anywhere. Jose, Jose, if, if only they could have split, split this card up as, you know, in your favorite way, as like, oh, Brett John versus Sabatello is the main, is the main event of Bellator London uh, 9, and then you have the main card. So, if only, or, or the opposite, you know, have Sab- oh, if only they could have split it up that the way. UFC, oh, do you remember man. they did that for the Madison Square Garden card too? It was like the prelims NYC. were like Be- Bellator, like the prelims were like Bellator, oh, Bellator yeah, yeah. something, yeah. and then yes. like the main card was Bellator NYC. I'm like, stop yeah. it, stop it. <laughs> it's one <laughs> card. You can't do I guess yeah, I mean, because at the time they had different broadcasting situations. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it just messes up all the filing. Like I'm trying to organize files here. I can't. It really make, does. It's like I'm like that's all I care about. It's like I'm, I'm like <laughs> really the, I'm like does. the UFC and catch weights. You know, it's like dude, we have a chart. We have we have we have a dry erase board. We already drew the lines with permanent marker. We can't move things around, guys. So. I remember <laughs> when uh, our old fr- our old friend uh, Danny Segura went to like the the one of the press conferences in New York. He straight up asked, he goes, "Is this going to be one of those cards with two different names?" <laughs> like he asked, and Scott Coker is like, "Yeah, I get why that's confusing." I'm like, "It's stupid. It's not annoying." I mean, but there's a reason they do it, but just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it just sucks for us. <laughs> um, Why, you didn't want to see Bellator 259 and then Bellator Uncasville yeah. later on tonight? <laughs> nah, dog. Nah, dog. All right, last last question. Uh, <laughs> oh, Michael Easter. We'll, uh, Michael Easter is always coming in with these ones. Nickname Fantasy League. Should Rob Font be known as... <laughs> no Times New Roman? Come on. Dude, it's Rob Wingding Font. Rob Wingding's font. Comic Sans. Impact. 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 Come on. Impact. <laughs> All right, we got. Well, I that's think. Good one I think Comic Sans would be a fantastic nickname for a font be because so of how good. stupid that font is. Just make feel mad. <laughs> make feel so mad if that was his nickname. Okay. Oh, I know. Just because we have to talk about it. Not. 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 Yeah. This should be the co-main event, but let's talk. It's just. just we didn't. We didn't even mention this fight. Yep. Yeah. I, I raised an eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I raised why an eyebrow this, I mean, when it was first booked. Why is like, this fight happening one week? 
What? You know how it is? The protocol COVID. thing is so weird. Yeah, yeah, I got put. No, no. Did he have COVID or was it a protocol thing? It was a protocol breach, right? It wasn't that necessarily one of the fighters contracted COVID or did they? I thought he. Yeah, I think it. it was someone in Jack Hermanson's camp had it. Right. So they, so they had, you know. I mean, I could be yeah, wrong. So they had, yeah, I don't know. Well, who knows? We'll find it. We could find out tomorrow. Remember, didn't this happen with Holland and what, what was it? Holland and yeah, uh, Holland. Holland definitely had it. Yeah, Man. and then that they pushed it back a week, and then it's just like, oh no, wait, we that was just canceled. Oh. Uh, so again, Jose's rule, right? We have, we actually have like what twenty four over twenty four hours till the cards still. Oh well, no, less than twenty four mm-hmm. hours now. Sorry, it's an early one. So uh, the, uh, I'm going to get a little uh, early and check. There was a uh, in a UFC two sixty two in Houston. There was an Armenian news outlet there specifically for Edmund and Catlin Shakigian, and he found out Edmund Shabazzian was off the card like when he got to media day. <laughs> He also like he was a really nice kid, but if you watch that media day stream, it was he had such jarring transitions with his questions that people in the media were like, like right he asked Callen Kagan right out of the gate. He's like, so the Armenian genocide was uh, recognized by by Joe, oh. by President Biden, and then like he gave a really good she gave a really good answer. He goes, so you normally stick to the outside when you fight, and I was just like, <laughs> good lord, man. <laughs> Oh, that's not look. That's that. Like everyone I mean, was I, just like, like, but like we all smooth. knew that. Like I, like I was going to ask the question about President Biden uh, recognizing it because Kalen Kiki and I asked her about the Red Square when we were on Fight Island. But once I found out that was his beat, I was like, that's all you. And I thought he was going to have a couple fight questions and then go into it, but right into it, all the media was like, whoa, that was aggressive, like Dang. right away. Look, man, I, I can tell you when I first started interviews, I had that list of questions and I'm nervous and I just like wanted to get through sure. all of them. So, you know, and, and again, this is even uh, scrum. You have maybe two or three questions you get out. Sure. So he's like, oh, I got to get all these out there. So I, yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, yeah, that's, that's good to hear. I mean, that's good to hear that uh, at least he got his questions out there. Even they didn't Absolutely. just like, flow together. Hey, <laughs> people think you're funny. No, it's good a good dad, dad joke. Okay, oh, okay. my. No, no, I'm young. I'm young. I'm, I'm cool. I'm with you, guys. <laughs> Wickle, wickle, wickle. You know what I mean? I'm still cool. I'm still cool. I don't still. make dad jokes. I think you. Uh, I, I think that's a perfect way to end in the show, right? With AK getting laughs from the dad jokes. Go ahead, AK. Do this. Cut it out, like Joey Gladstone on uh, on Full House. Right in your wheelhouse, buddy. Hey, Joey, I do love. I do love Full House. <laughs> Who doesn't? Do it. Do, it. do, the, do you do want it. to say hi? Speaking of dads, what did you say? Do you want to come in? Okay. Do you want to come in? Whoa! <laughs> oh, Vitamin's hiding under my desk, just waiting to make an appearance. God, get it. Vitamin. You make a weird face. He was there. The whole, he was there the Wave whole to time. the people. Wave to the people. Dude. All right. Go back downstairs. Okay, All right, we're getting out of here. We got Bellator over at MMAfighting.com. We got Invicta over at MMAfighting.com. Lots of coverage, lots of good stuff. We got the UFC tomorrow. Pre-fight show, 3.30 Eastern time, because we got an early one tomorrow, and that makes me happy. So for AK, for Casey, for Jose, I'm Peck. Enjoy the fight tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA. 
for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise Flagship Fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise Flagship Fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com Flagship. This is a paid advertisement.